Actually, uh, this song uh, is someone from Cape Bush from 1985, okay? 1985. That's very cool and all, but, I, you know, people are talking a lot about how that's trending. Top Gun is back. Maverick's in the headlines again. And they're like, well, are we in the 80s? And, you know, the 80s, the 50s, the 20s. It's all kind of an Americana nostalgia thing, isn't it? But here's the thing about Americana. Alex Garrett, by the way, in the five-minute fix. I've got a lot to say in just a few minutes here. Americana was an idea that, yes, our advertising, our television screens, our media gave us specifically in 1950, whether it was the big band Santa, Dick Clark, Leave it to Beaver. You know, after the war was over in the 40s, then they had a resurgence here in America. Because let's face it, before that, yeah, the 30s and the 40s were a turmoil. Then finally things got back to a better day. Well, are we in Americana now? Because we're getting over a pandemic. The, the thing on our screens is look how we're re, reviving ourselves. We're back. Okay, but also on our TV screens this week, Matthew McConaughey's impassionate plea at the White House briefing, I played that earlier this week, for, you know, action to be done by Senate, and then, of course, the January 6th hearing. Whether you watched it or not, the Americana was not here this week, the first week of summer 22. In fact, it was far from. It was the horror. It was revisiting a lot of tragedy in one week. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we are so invested in the idea of Americana that we do gloss over, or we used to anyway, the, the things that are wrong, and by glossing over them, that doesn't make us any better. But see, to get back to nostalgia of the 80s, the 50s, 20s, we have to have these hearings. We have to see Matthew McConaughey you know, go all out about his hometown of Aldi where 19 kids were shot dead. Where those moments can right wrongs and if you want to get back to an Americana feeling and, and ad agencies to really make us feel like we're in a glory days of America again, we have to right the wrongs. I wrote about this in medium.com where I'm going to link it up in the description uh, in just a moment uh, after this podcast is done. So just click the description link for my article on that. But I wanted to put a bow on my conversations this spring with uh, David Allen Arnold. I continue to read his first book, Above the Clouds. I mean, what a, you know, he's not just an Emmy award-winning cinematographer, okay? He has overcome death. He has overcome the Bering Sea, filming Deadliest Catch, what you see on TV, you have to read if you're a Deadliest Catch fan because he documents the behind the scenes of how he almost was chopped off literally in this chopper filming with a cineplex. He avoided the Bering Sea by God's miracle, in my view. But I keep talking about him as if this, not only is he an amazing cinematographer, but I don't, I didn't give you enough detail of it. He's a life surviving. He is a 
adventure surviving cinematographer. And you have to read his books. What Lies Above the Clouds. You have to read these books. Help from Above. That's the first book. What Lies Above the Clouds is his second. But Help from Above. You've got to read David Allen Arnold. Continue reading it if you haven't already. Bought the book. Or if you have already bought the book. If you haven't, you need to buy it. Because even though it might seem like outdated, it's really not. It's a story of inspiration, of death evasion, of literally beating the odds every time out in his helicopter where, as he notes, there were his colleagues that did die in helicopter crashes. But God has had his hands on David Allen Arnold. I am very convinced. And then it's Belmont Stakes Day, okay? And this is a day that I often uh, are at, am at Belmont Stakes at the Belmont Racetrack for today. That's not the case this evening. But God is also welcomed home, unfortunately, or, or peacefully, I should say. For us, it's unfortunate because we miss Eddie Brown. We do miss the valet-turned-jocks-room leader-turned-a-leader leader at Naira, Belmont Racetrack, and Aqueduct, and Saratoga, Eddie Brown. He was taken from us this winter after health problem after health problem, and we miss him to this day. So on this Belmont Stakes, you may not be able to see it with us in person, but I know, Eddie Brown, for the 20 years that we've known you, you continue to be with us in spirit. And thank you. Uh, if you're listening up there, thank you for welcoming my dad and I into the jocks room, into the winner's circle, into Belmont's world, the jockey world, with wide open arms. And to say this is the first Belmont Stakes Day without you on this earth is very sad and very uh, unnerving. But I know the jockeys will be out there racing today. The mile and a half, the longest one of them all. Maybe Rich Strike strikes again. But for us personally, to not recognize Eddie Brown on Belmont Stakes Day would be a sin. And God, I know you're protecting him each and every day. And I know that he's protecting us from above. We always get help from above, whether it be family members that have passed before us or friends. And that's a beautiful, a beautiful deal with God. Oh,